Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome, ahlan wa sahlan, to this beautiful program till Sunday evening live with me, Yusuf Mali, Islam to the Modern Mind. Now, what is Islam to the Modern Mind? It's a compilation of lectures delivered by Dr. Maulana Muhammad Fazlur Rahman Al Ansari during his visit to our sh- shores that's between 1970 to 1972. These lectures were transcribed by Imam Mahdi Kril, none other than our beloved guest in studio. And we recently started focusing on this book of both Imam Mahdi to join us in studio tonight. Now Imam Mahdi will be doing a short overview of where we ended off last week before we move on to this week's material inshallah. I mean I would like to greet you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Imam. Wa alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. Alhamdulillahi ala kulli hal. Barakallah, barakallah. It's so beautiful when Imam greets that way. You like literally uh, put your, your mind at ease and say okay, yikum nasiha, yikum no moi so Imam, uh, um, a lot of our listeners are, have been listening and tuning in and being very attentive. But now we, but you, you actually carried on with a new chapter, and that's chapter 8. We, uh, we ended off on uh, page 138, inshallah. So Imam, with, uh, without further uh, interruptions, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyi'ati a'malina may yahdihillahu fala mudilla wa may yudlilhu fala hadiyalah wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashhadu anna sayyidana muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh qala allah tabaraka wa ta'ala fi sha'ni habibihi inna allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala ali sayyidina muhammadin wa ashabi wa barik wa sallim amma ba'd لقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في كلام القديم العظيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسمة حسنة صدق الله مولانا العظيم Respected listeners, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh and good evening Yes, we have now covered uh, part one and part of uh, a portion of part two, Surah Al-Fatiha and Khalifatullah. In chapter one, a lot was mentioned about Khalifatullah, and that's why I thought, let us go to chapter number eight and further expand on this, and then people will understand more about Khalifatullah. Amen, amen, inshallah. And the Surah Al-Fatiha that uh, Maulana focused on is where the Quran speaks about love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and love by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us. And He loves us because He created us. He is our creator. But the condition is that we attach ourselves to the Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wassalam. To follow his way completely and comprehensively as we are told in the Holy Quran, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهِ Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, address the believers, say, if you love Allah, then follow me. 
and Allah will make you his beloved. So to become beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have to emulate and imitate the Holy Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu wassalam. And in the first verse of the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduces himself with the attributes of mercy mm-hmm. and love. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. In the name of Allah, the most compassionate, the most merciful. Therefore, it is necessary on us to personify these qualities yes. within of mercy and love within us mm. right? towards one another and fellow human beings. Then, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Again the, the, the attributes of love We say shukran and alhamdulillah To the Rabb of Alameen All creation Rabb means cherisher, sustainer, protector, maintainer, oh. evolver mm-hmm. And guide to the goal Amen. So these are all attributes of love And then again Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim The compassionate, the merciful then in the fourth verse only, then Allah SWT says, Maliki Yawmiddin, that he is the master and the owner of the day of judgment, that he is going to take account of our actions. So then Allah SWT invites us to have a connection with him, and that is a connection that we have every day, the Mu'adhin calls Hayal al-Salah, Hayal al-Falah, right? Come to salah, come to success. Because and the Muaddin, as we mentioned, the invitation comes from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Then iya ka naambudu wa iya ka nastain. We request help. All right. Thee alone do we worship. We 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 clarify that and we declare that. And thee alone do we seek or beseech for help. We request from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only. We worship Him only. Ibadah is only for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the question is, help in what? To thee we beseech for help. Help in what? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us what to ask from Him. Ihdina siratal mustaqim. Guide us on the straight path. The path that was traveled by those whom Allah has blessed, right? Mm-hmm. Those whom Allah, on whom, on whom Allah's blessings have come, and who are they? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in Surah Four, Verse Sixty-Nine: "Wamayyutaillaha warrasula, faulaika maaladina an amallahu alaihim min al-nabiyyin wasiddiqin washwada wasalihin." Meaning that whoever obeys Allah, whoever obeys Allah and His Messenger becomes becomes the companion of one of those on whom Allah's blessings have come. And who are those? They are the Anbiya, Siddiqeen, Shuhada, and the Salihin. So who of us would not like to be in the company of these, uh, uh, one of these categories of those whom Allah SWT have blessed. So this is what we recite every day in Suratul Fatiha. And 
just try to uh, uh, remember that min al nabiyin was siddiqin was shuhada was salihin and the sheikh also mentions here that nobody can become a nabi mm. a nabi is a gift from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala nobody can become a, a prophet just because of his uh, mujahadat because of his actions or the whatever a good life he may be leading mm-hmm. Nubuwat has ended. Our Nabi Sallallahu is the last and the final divine messenger sent by Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Right? Then the other thing that, we, that he mentioned was that the categories of the beloved, the Anbiya, Siddiqin, Shuhada, and the Salihin, we are now on page 133, right at the top. Now, what changes come in the human being? When he or she becomes one of those whom Allah loves. Right? What changes come into the human being? In a hadith al-Qudsi, we are told by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَلَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ إِلَيَّ بِالنَّوَافِلِ حَتَّى أُحِبُّ when my servant loves me, says Almighty Allah, and proceeds towards me with the intensity of love by leading a righteous, godly, and pious life mm-hmm. beyond what I have prescribed as obligatory, right? Bin nawafil. Nafil, nawafil, you are practicing nawafil. Fard, we have to do. Mm-hmm. Nawafil are those extra virtues, optional virtues that we practice and do. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when you do that, then he or she arrives at the stage where I come to love him. Hatta uhibbu. And then what happens? When faiza ahbabtuhu kuntu sam'ahu alladhi yasma'u bi. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that when I make that person my beloved, I become his ears with which he hears, that is his hearing, his eyes with which he sees, his hands with which he grabs, his feet with which he walks, and his tongue with which he speaks. All right. So these are, these are the changes that happens to those who have attained the category of beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, that is why look at the great gift that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows. Allah says that I, when I make that person my beloved, is Allah, Allah says, then I become his ears with which he hears, his eyes with which he sees, his hands with which he grabs, his feet with which he walks, and the tongue with which he speaks. Now we are going to hear more about that uh, a little bit later on. <clears throat> then the... Maulana Fadlur Rahman Ansari Rahmatullahi Ta'ala He mentions here about the convex lens Like our spiritual heart Now through the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The convex lens's focus and projection is increased Through the dhikr of La ilaha illallah and it gradually acquires radiation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and absorbs it. As we know, we take the convex lens, we focus it towards the sun, mm-hmm. and what happens? It, it, it creates a small sun. Mm-hmm. If you keep it on your hand, it will burn you. Mm-hmm. If you keep a piece of paper there, it will burn the paper. Mm-hmm. Right? That little sun, very bright also, you can hardly look at it because it will harm your eyes, eyesight, but 
it comes with, it's like an image of the real sun. Mm-hmm. All right. And, but the small sun is only there because if you take the convex lens away, then that sun disappears. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is why we have to focus our hearts on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that radiation can penetrate and focus in our hearts so that our hearts can become the abode of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? The heart of the believer must be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's throne must be in that heart, mm-hmm. not the world, the dunya or shaitan or whatever other uh, uh, qualities. That must be, become Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's position. So this, these are all to do with the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and most of us as the Sheikh says, are unworthy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love to our greatest loss. And, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسْنَةٌ Page 135, um, at the, the last uh, paragraph there. And, uh, verily the best model is the Holy Prophet, alayhi salatu wassalam. A model is that which is imitated with the spirit to become like that model in one's behavior, in one's way of life, etc. We have to imitate and practice what our beloved Prophet taught us and how he lived. We try to emulate and imitate him because he is the model for us to follow. So each human being, each Muslim should try his or her best to change according to that model. And what were the qualities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed in that model? And that is right at the top of page 136. He could order the sun to stop and the moon to split into two. Or he could order space to give way in order to reach his Lord. And that was the night of Mi'raj. Allahu Akbar. So he, our beloved Prophet, alayhi salatu wassalam, was the most perfect Khalifatullah. And he was the embodiment of the what the Quran says, وَسَخَّرَ لَكُمْ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَمَا فِي الْأَرْضِ جَمِيعًا مِّنْهُ That Allah has made subservient to you whatever is in the heavens and the earth. So he was the personification of this mastery and therefore Khalifatullah par excellence. And the perfect model for anybody who wants to become Khalifatullah. Then our Sheikh gave some examples of Khalifatullah, the the case of Sheikh Sayyid Abdul Qadir Jilani radiallahu ta'ala an, and how the king came with the two bags of gold and asked him to accept this uh, uh, physical gift. Mm-hmm. And he was, him being the temporal king and him being the spiritual king. And Sultanul Awliya, Sheikh Sayyid Abdul Qadir Jailani said to him that if you think I'm the spiritual king, then you must pay homage in a spiritual manner and not in a material mm-hmm. manner. And at the top of page 137, where he says to the king, how unmindful of Allah and the day of judgment you are. Because when he pressed those two bags of gold, blood flowed from it. Mm-hmm. Right? And he says, how unmindful you are that you suck the blood out of your subjects and you bring that blood to one whom you think is the servant 
of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The king trembled and fainted. And when he came to his senses, he said, I will function under your command. This is Khalifatullah. Then uh, Maulana mentioned uh, the incident with Maulana Mu'ayned in Chisti al-Ajameri where he commanded his wooden sandal to bring this yogi that flew in the air to bring him down. And then he mentioned a personal experience that he had with his murshid, with his sheikh, Maulana Abdul Alim Siddiqui, rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi during the world tour in 1950 when they visited the capital of the Philippines mm. and how the storm started to come when he started to give his khutbah masunna and he said and the people started to get up to rush to run away and Maulana Abdul Alim Siddiqui Rahmatullahi Alayhi said don't be worried the rain is going to stop right now and the rain stopped Wow. Now we, I mean, in the paper we heard uh, so now the past week or two the storms that they had in the Philippines mm-hmm. and how people's villages were destroyed, etc. Yeah. And those and the rain did not come. He spoke for about one and a half hours, and the rumbling and the thunder was there all the time. And when the the huge crowd. The chairman was the chief justice, he was also a Roman Catholic, he was there, and so many dignitaries. And after one and a half hours, when Molana finished, the speaker, the chairman gave the vote of thanks, and then the people came and they rushed to him to kiss his hand and to greet him. Mm. And Molana Abdulalim Siddiqui, Rahmatullahi Ta'ala, went back to the microphone and said, Please, people, I told you you have ten minutes after this function is over, then the big storm will come. Please, you are running away earlier. Please make leave now because I'm going to my hotel now because 10 minutes, in 10 minutes time the storm is going to come. And exactly 10 minutes later, a huge storm came and the water the next morning was close to two meters in the road. Allah Allah Akbar. And he says, this is Khalifatullah and this is Islam. You can write to those people, ask them if this really happened there. And he says, that is what happened there. And Allahu waliyul ladheena amanu yukhrijuhum minal zulumati ilan nur. That Allah is the friend of those who believe in him genuinely. And he takes them out of the darkness into the light. Where they can see every reality. And then... The last great thinker of Islam, Shah Waliullah, he says that Sayyid Abdul Qadir Jilani an, still interferes in the activities of this world as if he were alive. Because if the goal is to imbue ourselves with divine attributes, to be Khalifatullah, then the natural function is interference. Mm-hmm. A physical scientist also interferes. When he makes an aeroplane or rocket or microphone, he invents something that was not there before. Of course, this interference takes place on the basis of the qualities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala placed in those materials and the mind he has created. But this Khalifatullah performs the function as a Khaliq, as a creator. Alhamdulillah. Yes, let's take a short break. Come back just after that, inshallah. Amen. Medina, Medina. 
So this Khalifatullah, as our Shaykh tells us, performs the function as a Khaliq, as a creator. The Holy Quran says, Fatabarakallahu ahsanul khaliqeen. Blessed is Allah, the best of creators. But only one creator creates at novo, originated everything out of nothing. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates out of nothing. The function of a human being is to be a creator in the secondary form. The work of humans as Khalifatullah is to build roads, buildings and bridges, etc. Thus, this work is not possible without interference. That is, to change the function and shape of a thing, which is called tasarruf. This interference is possible on the lower level of physical science and at the higher level, that is, spirituality. Those who acquire characteristics of Khalifatullah as spiritual beings or moral beings and servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they become mirrors wherein His attributes are reflected. They can do greater wonders than the physical scientist. Allama Iqbal, rahimahullah, he said, if a person is a mu'min, a believer in the real sense of the word, he is no more an image but the reflector of Allah's attributes. In the Battle of Badr, when the kuffar were more powerful, the Holy Prophet ﷺ picked up dust and threw it at them. The battle was fought with this and as the Quran says, وَمَا رَمَيْتَ إِذْ رَمَيْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ رَمَا Although that dust was thrown at the army by the hand of the Holy Prophet والسلام, actually, says Allah, it was thrown by me. Allah. Right? Surah 8 verse 17. Allah. Because the Prophet was Allah's Khalifa. Right? My dear friends, dear listeners, whatever has been said, says our Sheikh, try it and test it. Don't waste your lives and time in vain pursuit. Do not postpone till tomorrow. Resolve right now to attain that glory which Islam came to confer. Sirat al-ladheena an'amta alayhim the path of those whom you have blessed. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahu Akbar. That's the conclusion of chapter 8. What a wonderful in, uh, understanding of what is Halifatullah in the When you look at it in the Quran, in the context of the Quran, and Mawlana Abdurrahman al Ansari have really done a beautiful rendition of understanding this. Alhamdulillah. And when we're looking at, there's so many uh, aspects to analyze in this chapter alone. Uh, because when we talk about Halifatullah and you're looking at par excellence, you're talking about Nabi. 
Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which we must emulate, which we must copy, we must, we must try and be like, and do we do justice? And then we call ourselves Muslims. Do we do justice to that word Muslims? Those are a lot of questions that we need to ask ourselves before we even look at Khalifatullah. Are we even following that? Because being Khalifatullah is a, a pedestal that many of us must try and, uh, try and achieve and aspire to, inshallah. I mean. But now, Imam, when we're looking at uh, the become bearers of witness to the, ex, uh, to the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the order that there is in the universe, how do you actually um, extract that and understand that and analyze that part? Now that is according to Surah 22, verse 78, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that لِيَكُونَ الرَّسُولُ شَهِيدًا عَلَيْكُمْ وَتَكُونُ شُهَدَاءَ عَلَى النَّاسِ That's on page 131, where Mawlana Fadl Rahman Ansari quoted that verse from the Holy Quran. So our mission is that we might, might bear witness, must become bearers of witness to the truth before you mm-hmm. and to the existence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and be, be a witness for all mankind. Alright? Because when people look, when they looked at the true believers, mm-hmm. when they looked at the, 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 the companions of our beloved Prophet alayhi wasalam, they saw that they saw believers, mm-hmm. believers in the one true Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so therefore, when people look at the Muslim, that is what they must see. Mm-hmm. They must be reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They must be re- reminded of the Holy Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam because of their actions, their way of life, that they are of benefit to mankind, etc. So to become bearers of witnesses to the existence of Allah and remember the, the hadith of our beloved Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam where Asma bin Zaid radiallahu anha reported that the Holy Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam said, shall I tell you about your exalted ones or honored ones? Mm. And the companions replied, yes, please, O Messenger of Allah. And he replied, the honored ones and the exalted ones, such are the ones that one sees them, one is reminded of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah. Right? Yes. So this is recorded in the Hilya of Abu, Imam Abu Naim al-Asfahani. So we must become bearers of witnesses to the existence of Allah and to the spiritual order that exists in the universe. Right? So that is why we, the, 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 for example, the, the, the order in the universe, the scientists have discovered that everything, there is order in the universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, the no moon rotates around. The, if this had to be an accidental universe, mm. if this had to be something that happened with a big bang and no order, no nothing, yeah. Then why would the earth have taken 365 days around the sun? Mm-hmm. Why would the moon rotate around the earth? Why do, do all the other planets uh, uh, rotate uh, uh, around the earth? The one doesn't ch- change its mind tomorrow to take another direction, or etc., etc. Et mm-hmm. There is this order that is there in this universe. And they come, even though some of them are atheists, they say that is one question they cannot answer. Because if this had to be an accidental universe, Mm. A, 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 a universe with like lawless universe. Mm. How come we are here? Mm-hmm. We are here on in this world. We can think. We have akal. We have intellect. Mm. We can design. 
etc etc we can study and we can understand etc uh, Imam I was watching the other day um, it was on YouTube it's actually um, where they had an interview with various atheists and just to understand the existence of Allah and ex- should I say the existence of God and when we talk about when atheists say that there's only randomness mm. and nothingness mm. but understanding that then why if you just look at the book of life which is called the DNA mm. Mm. if we understand everything on this planet and universe has in DNA yes so now that sequence that book of life who wrote the, who was the author of that yeah. book just exactly. understanding that alone so it is not an accidental no universe so they agree that there must be a plan behind the universe now Imam another aspect also when you mentioned also that uh, we must try and emulate and yeah. be like our, uh, our Prophet Many a times we are actually falling short on that. Yes. Where we say we are Muslim, but we don't give mercy. Mm. We don't actually give pardon, mm. but we ask Allah for pardon. Mm. We ask Allah for for mercy. Mm. But do we as Muslims practice that? Yeah. Practice it, mm. and that's one of the aspects which our Nabi Muhammad was par excellence yeah. in giving mercy to others. Yeah. Let's take a short break and be back just after that. Madina, Madina. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm Yusuf Mali on Sunday evening lives. Now, Imam, the categories of those whom Allah loves, like the Anbiya, the Sadiqeen, the Shwada, the Salihin, can you give us more emphasis on that, inshallah? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Yeah, the, the categories of the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as mentioned in the Quran, and um, that's why we sometimes say Allah mahdina siratul mustaqim siratul ladhina an'amallahu alayhim minan nabiyyin wa siddiqin wa shuhada wa salihin so we mention those categories of the beloved and <clears throat> these are changed personalities for when one becomes the beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it changes the hearing, the sight, the hands, the feet and tongue of that person the entire personality and body is in a state of submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <clears throat> me. thus we have so many examples of this hadith in the lives of the Holy Prophet ﷺ, his companions, the followers of the companions, Tabir Tabi'in, the awliya Allah throughout the ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have so many examples of this hadith where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I become the eyes with which he sees, the hands, the ears with which he hears, hands with which he grabs, etc. The, if um, the listeners can remember some time ago when we did the inspiration story yes. about the man who forgot the Quran, mm. right? And he came to Sayyidina Hassan al-Basri crying bitterly and, and Sayyidina Hassan asked him what was the problem. And <clears throat> this man said, that he looked at a woman in the wrong way mm. and he lost his memory of the Quran, <laughs> subhanAllah. And then Sayyidina Hassan al-Basri calmed him down and said to him, okay, go to the Hijaz. That time the Makkah, Medina area, peninsula was called the Hijaz. Hijaz. Go to a, such and such a masjid and wait until the Imam is alone and then tell him what your problem is and ask the Imam to pray for the return of your memory. Yeah. So this man traveled all the way there from Baghdad to the Hijaz or Basra to the, to the Hijaz. And there he, he saw the Imam. Imam was busy teaching the, teaching the children. 
And he sat at the back of the masjid, and after the children left, a stranger entered in spotlessly white clothing, and the stranger went and sat right in front of the imam, and they spoke for a while, and then the stranger left. But while the stranger was sitting there, he thought, you know, how can a person look so clean in this dusty environment, you know, coming from the desert, etc. And then he went to the imam when the imam was alone and crying bitterly again, and he explained his problem regarding the loss of his memory mm. of the Holy Quran. And he begged the imam to make dua for him. The imam lifted his hands and appealed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the return of his memory and upon completion of the dua the man regained his complete memory Allah. of the Quran mm-hmm. All right. so the imam asked him who referred you to me now look there Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says I become the tongue with which he speaks now look at that tongue that made dua that appealed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he asked the man who sent you to me and he said Sayyidina Hassan al-Basri advised me to come to you and the imam said well Sayyidina Hassan al-Basri revealed my secret to you now I'm going to reveal his secret to you the stranger in white whom you saw earlier was Sayyidina Hassan al-Basri and every week at this time of the day he visits me to talk with me a journey that took him nearly a month to get there. He says every week Sayyidina Hassan al-Basri comes and visit me. Allah. I become the feet with which he walks, says Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you become beloved of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I become the eyes with which you see, the, ear, the hearing, the, the, the hands with which you, the feet with which you walk. All right? So those, those people attained that category. All right. The, there was one story, um, this is in the summarized, uh, concise version of uh, Bukhari. Um, Sheikh Abdullah bin uh, Muhammad bin Humaid, uh, he's the Imam of the Haram in Makkatul Mukarrama, or he used to be. <coughs> and he wrote the, the footnote or the note at the back of the Bukhari uh, Sharif. Uh, and he, say, he tells the story of Uqba bin Nafi. Right, Uqba bin Nafi intended to take a place or town in Africa so as to be a place for the Muslim army and to protect their families and properties from revolt against, you know, other inhabitants of the country. So he betook himself to the place of Al-Qirwan. It was a muddy place full of every kind of beasts of prey, lions and tigers, etc., and snakes, etc. So he, Uqba bin Nafi, radiallahu an, he appealed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now here we can see, here is the commander of the Muslim army. Mm-hmm. He did not go to the nearest village and take it over like the colonialists did. Yes. All right. He did not do that. They went to stay in a muddy place, a place that is, was inhabited by the wild animals. There, were, there weren't other people living there. Mm. All right. And then that afternoon he appealed and prayed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And in his invocation he said, O snakes and wild beasts of prey, mm. we are the companions of Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Go away from us as we are coming to stay here. 
And afterwards, if we found any of you wild beasts and snakes, we will have to kill you. Mm. All right? So, and that afternoon, the people of the other villages, they saw that day the wild animals and snakes carrying off, carrying their offspring away from that place. Mm. And a great number of the people of Al-Barbar, that village that saw all this, they all embraced Islam. Allah. Allah Akbar. Hmm? What a sight so to see. It. Islam was not spread at the point of a sword, a sword yes. like these colonialists and others want to make us believe. Mm -hmm. This was the power. Mm -hmm. Khalifatullah mm -hmm. that went out and looked at the da'wah that uh, how people saw that happening. Right? So... <clears throat> He says, yeah, this uh, Sheikh of the Haram, he says there, so they, the Muslim today, he says, we are in need of such people again. Um, you know, um, such people um. as Uqba bin Nafi, radiallahu ta'ala, and, and uh, so that we can move forward in this world. Amen, yeah, So, alhamdulillah, I thought I'd share that uh, with the listeners, and thus we can see that the Hadith Al-Qudsi, where Allah SWT says, وَلَا يَزَالُ عَبْدِي يَتَقَرَّبُ بِاللَّيَا بِالنَّوَافِلِ You draw near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through nawafil, through all the nafil salah that we do, the charity that we do, the uh, nafil uh, fasting that we do, etc. Whatever good we do, we build an orphanage or we, we, we assist the poor and the downturn, these are all nawafil that we are doing. And when you do that, Allah SWT says, that there comes a stage where I come to love you. Alright? Then, I come to love you. When I come to love you, I become the hearing, the ears with which you hear, the eyes with which you see, the hands with which you grab, the tongue with which you speak, and the feet with which you walk. Alright? So these are the qualities that one gains. The gifts that from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As the example that was given by Mawlana Fadlur Rahman Ansari rahmatullahi ta'ala about the magnet. If you have a magnet and a piece of iron stays in the company of a magnet, what happens? It becomes it magnetized. Mm -hmm. It also starts behaving like a magnet. Mm -hmm. You know, like the, the, the tailors and dressmakers, they used to have a magnet with yes. all the pins there. Yes. And you pick up the pins and the one pin will pick up another pin and another pin yes. because they Change. stayed in the company of a magnet and they became magnetized. Right? So if we stay in the company of the beloved, those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love, mm -hmm. then that magnetism will come onto us also. And that that magnetism, Imam, when we talk about it, it is really only when on face value. It's yeah. not something via social media mm -hmm. and via TV. <coughs> it's sitting at the feet, feet of, of, your the, yeah. of that chair. That's yeah. the way you're going to be of magnetized spiritual, spiritual spirituality that mm -hmm. you need. And that's the only time you get that magnetism yes. is when you're actually at the feet. Mm. And that, that's what we all recommend, not and just the Mufti every, every teacher follows the model. Mm. The model that we have to imitate or emulate to practice his actions, to live in imitation of him, greatest in all creation, the most perfect Khalifatullah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Yes, let's take a break and be back just after that. 
We're focusing on Islam to the modern mind. What a wonderful book. If you don't have it, get hold of it. Um, we are busy with the last segment of this uh, show, so please do uh, listen attentively. We are busy with uh, understanding when we say a man as Khalifatullah. And what does it mean, really? Understanding it in its entirety and uh, us as human beings, us as Muslims, what is that? Is that a burden? Or is that a, a, a endowment that Allah has given us and placed us on a pedestal? What you are, how you look at it, that is important. But Khalifatullah, what is that, Imam? A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. As the verse uh, from the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Inni ja'ilun fil ardi khalifa. That uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the malaikat, Verily, I am going to place my vicegerent on earth, my khalifa on earth. Mm-hmm. <coughs> So each and every one of us is Khalifatullah potentially. Mm-hmm. Right? Now our level or our normal level of being Khalifatullah, one of the meanings is to change the shape and function of a thing. Mm. That is one of the functions of man as Khalifatullah. For example, this desk here. Used to be a tree growing in the jungle somewhere or on the mountain somewhere, and it, the shape has been changed into a desk. Mm-hmm. The microphones used to be scrap metal. The met- metal has been changed. The shape and function of it has been changed to perform various functions. Mm-hmm. Similarly, the buildings that we build, man as Khalifatullah, that is his job mm-hmm. to do that. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala provided all the raw materials and the intellect, the intelligence, and the mind with which he thinks and he can reason with and do calculations, etc. Those qualities Allah Subhanahu wa Taala placed within man as Khalifatullah, and Khalifatullah must do the job. Mm-hmm. If there's a river where that people have to cross and they get uh, killed there because of the river or they drown there, man as Khalifatullah must build a bridge over that river mm-hmm. so that people can cross the river safety. in safety. So that applies throughout our life. Whether our artisans, our bricklayers, our uh, uh, plasterers, etc., they are all performing a, a function as Khalifatullah. All right. They're all busy with buildings in this world to serve mankind, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala intended us to do. All right. So let us now, um, I would just like to end off now with the, look, as we know earlier when we talked about the creator, all right, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only creator who creates from nothing. Mm. Man cannot create from nothing. Mm. All right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one who can create from nothing. Now let me just end off because this was now the week of the Urs of uh, Sultanul Awliya Sheikh Sayyid Abdul Qadir Jilani an, and when he was lying on his deathbed and he, um, his sons and were, were around him and he he looked around to all the people present after he gave them advice and then he said to them, others whom you do not see have come to me. Make room and show courtesy to them. All right, look, look what, what he was seeing. Mm. I am the core without the shell. You see me with you while I am with someone else. It is best, he said to the visitors, that you leave me now. Then he said, O angel of death, he saw, he saw, he could see the angel. Oh, angel of death, I do not fear you, nor do I fear anything except him who has befriended me and has been generous to me. 
At the last moment he raised his hands and said, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. He says, Glory be to Allah, the exalted, the ever-living. Glory be to him, the all-powerful, who overpowers his slaves by death. And then he called out loudly, Allah, 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 and his soul left his body. Allah. So those were the last words of this great wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Sultanul Awliya. So we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his mercy and blessings upon us and that the rain may fall and fall and fall and inshallah ta'ala in the right places Allah, and, Allah, and Allah. flow to our dams that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala must protect us in that regard. And we are grateful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all his blessings inshallah. and mercies and may shower his mercy and blessings upon the ruh of Mawlana Fadlur Rahman Ansari Rahmatullahi ta'ala who brought this beautiful message to us years and years ago. And hope to see you again next week, inshallah. I mean, all the best to you. Have a wonderful week ahead, inshallah. And all the blessings above.